The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. This morning, let's get into the Word of the Lord. I've done enough fussing. Let's get into the Word of the Lord. I've been doing a series of messages for the last couple weeks about the desires of your heart. And my foundation scripture is taken from Psalms 37, verse 4, where the psalmist David says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give unto you the desires of your heart. Let me say that again. Delight yourselves also in the Lord, and he will give unto you the desires of your heart. There's two important but operative words in that verse. Psalms 37 verse 4. First of all, David says, delight yourselves also in the Lord. What does it mean to delight? To delight is to enjoy the Lord. To delight is to feel the joy of the Lord. When you delight in someone, you take great pleasure in the presence of that person. For example, I delight in my children. I feel good when my children come around. I delight in my grandchildren. I really enjoy my grandchildren. But how can you delight in the Lord or delight in anyone when you don't know that person? How can you delight in the Lord if you really haven't taken the time to get to know that person? That's when you begin to enjoy that person. So David says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Then he says, if you do that, he'll give unto you the desires, the desires of your heart. In other words, God will give you the requests, the petitions of your heart. Did you ever stop and ask yourself, why do you want this? Why do you want that or the other? And if you really listen to yourselves or listen to your conversation with others, people are always talking about what they want, what they want. But did you ever ask yourself, why do you want this, that or the other? If you need an automobile, why do you want an expensive one or a luxury automobile? If you need clothing, why do you want designer clothes? If you need food, then why do you want gourmet food? Why do you want this, that, or the other? Here's what the sun, this is teaching us in many ways. To be happy in life, we must learn the difference between needs and wants if you really want to be happy. And oftentimes we confuse needs and wants. Sometimes we're so focused on what we want we miss out on the things we really need. Did you hear what I said? Don't be so focused on what you want and then miss out on the things you really need. But God promises to give you the desires of your heart, not what you want. He never promised to give you what you want. He promised to give you the desires of your heart. 
And God also promised to give us what we need. And just because you want it doesn't mean you need it. And that's what I'm going to call this message today. Just because you want it. Just because you want it. And I'm saying to you, beloved, just because you want it doesn't mean you need it. Glory to God. Now, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, the apostle Paul told the Philippian Christians, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. You see, God never promised to supply all your wants, but he did promise to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. What are the riches in glory? The riches in glory has to do with the wealth of God. And the wealth of God is more than financial. It's the wealth of God. It's the possessions of God. It's thoughts and ideas that God gives you to see and get your needs met. But my God shall supply. My God. God does the supplying. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So if you stop chasing what you want, you'll get what you need. If you just stop chasing what you want, you'll get what you need. Why did I say that? Well, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible clearly shows us that God was providing for us, laying up for us, even before we got here. Paul told the Ephesian Christians, according as God has chose us in him. In other words, we've been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be without blame, holy, and before the Lord, walking in love. And I'm paraphrasing that so we understand this. Just as God chose us in him before the foundation of the world, when God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, he chose us to be in Christ without blame. How can you be without blame? You're without blame when all your needs are being met. You don't have anything to complain about, nothing to murmur or, gr or, 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 or grumble about because you're without blame. And God foresaw that before the foundation of the world. He laid up for me. He laid up for you the things we would need in this journey called life. So I'm saying to you, you don't have to chase what you want. And if you do, you'll end up missing out on what you need. Now, God's promise. He promised. And we know God is not a man that he would lie. Neither is he a, a man that will repent. God promised to supply all of your need, not your wants. So we have to distinguish the difference between needs and wants. And today, I want to take it a step further and distinguish needs, wants, and desires. A need is something necessary. A need is something required. A need is something essential. In other words, it's required for survival. That's a need. There's a lot of things you think you want, but do you really need them? Or do you want them just because you want them? Do you want it just because you want it? Or do you stand on the promise that God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory? 
Then on the other hand, a one is something you wish for, something you desire to possess. You want that. You want it because you want it. But what's a desire? When David says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give unto you the desires of your heart, David clearly shows us in that verse that the desires of your heart can be a secret petition of your heart, something you've never asked God for, something that's born not out of the lust of your flesh. Many of our wants are just born out of the lust of our flesh. Now, we know from 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, John said that all that is in the world is not according to the love of the Father. If you love the world and the things of the world, John says, then the love of the Father is not in you. For all there is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But you want it just because you want it. But is that want being born out of your lust for what you're feeling like you want? For what you see, you know, that thing's becoming eye candy to you. You see it and you want it. Or is it out of pride? Do you want a certain lifestyle because you need it or you want to impress others? Do you want to live in a certain neighborhood to impress others or because that's what your family really needs? Do you need it or is it because you just want it? See, I don't have to have name brand. I want what I need. Somebody asked me one time, they said, Pastor Jerry, what, 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 what brand do you use for this? And you know how I replied? I said, the kind, it, it, that's, I use the kind on sale. Don't ask me what kind of anything I use. I use the kind on sale because if it meets my need, that's all I need. I don't need the name of some designer on my clothes. I don't need to eat at a highfalutin restaurant. And oftentimes, it's a poor quality of meal just to say, I ate at so-and-so place. I don't need that. I don't need a silver shadow to drive around town. I had a preacher friend one time. And he bought a Rolls Royce. And he wanted to impress me. So he came by my house with the Rolls Royce. And he said, take a ride with me, Brother Jerry. Take a ride with me. And I rode with him. I say, this is nice, but I didn't feel nothing more, no more different than in my car. And I didn't have a Rolls Royce. I think at that time, I might have been driving a Delta 88 Oldsmobile. I didn't feel no different. I mean, my Delta got me where I want to go. The same way the Rolls Royce will get him where he wants to go. But see, I didn't have Rolls Royce payments. How many hear what I'm saying? In fact, I didn't have a payment at all. Somebody else paid my payments for me. But this preacher wanted to impress me. He didn't really need a Rolls Royce, but he wanted to appeal to the pride of his life. He wanted to appeal to an image 
that he wanted to hold out to others. Then he had the nerve to ask me, oh, do you want to drive it, Brother Jerry? I said, nope, I don't want to drive it. I don't want to drive it. That, that wasn't what I needed. I had what I needed, but I didn't need something that he wanted. So desire can be a secret petition of your heart. Did you know that? I believe with all my heart that there's two kinds of desires. There's the desires that we ask God for. They're desires we request. But there's also secret petitions of the heart. I know for a fact that God has blessed me with many things that I never prayed for. But maybe I just thought about it in my mind and in my heart. Maybe I just said, oh, that might be nice. Then lo and behold, somebody blessed me with this, that, or the other. You know, God uses men. You see, things just don't fall out of the sky. But there's a difference between what you need, what you want, and the desires, those secret petitions of your heart. This is why God does that, because you're delighting yourself to him. We got to stop living like the world. We got to stop loving the things of the world. Because when we do, we don't have the love of the Father in us. John said that all that's in the world is the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes, and the pride of life. Is that, is, is that why you just want it, huh? That's nothing wrong with asking God for the desire. You know, Jesus taught us that we should ask. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And of course, Jesus was teaching in that portion of the Sermon on the Mount. He was teaching about prayer. He says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So there's nothing wrong with asking God for your particular desire. But why does God... Grant desires never asked for. Every one of you could probably say, God bless you with something that you hadn't asked for. Maybe it's just a secret, a secret petition in your own heart, something unspoken, something you never said, something you never shared with somebody else, but yet God bless you with that. Why does God grant us desires that we never asked for? Yet Jesus taught, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. God gives us those desires that we've never asked for because we are one with him. We are one with him. He knows exactly what we need when we need it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says to us, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Because you are joined to the Lord, your heart is knitted with the Lord's heart. And the Lord will give you desires that you never asked for because he chose you from the foundation of the world. He knows exactly what you need. Even when you don't know what you need, God knows what you need. So he will grant unto you desires that you never even asked for. Why? You're joined to the Lord. You're one with the Lord, just like parents. Many times, parents know exactly what their children need. Hmm? You know exactly what that child needs. That child may come home and say, you know what? I want the, the newest generation of the iPhone. Huh? 
that's going to cost over $1,000 or whatever it costs. You see, I don't even know what they cost. You know why? See, because I never prayed for an iPhone. I never prayed for an iPad. But God granted those things to me. He granted those things to me. Because in my heart, there was a secret petition. Yeah, those things may be nice, but I'm not chasing them. The first iPhone I have, somebody here in the church blessed me with the money to purchase it. The iPad I have, somebody gave that to me. In fact, my children gave that to me for, for a birthday gift, I believe. And that's the way God works. But I, haven't been, I wasn't chasing no iPhone. I wasn't chasing an iPad. But like parents, you know exactly what your children need because you have a oneness with your children. And when you marry, your spouse often knows what you need before you even ask. God is the same way. Understand what it means to be joined to the Lord. To be joined to the Lord is to be cleaved to the Lord. It is to be glued to the Lord. How can you be cleaved and glued to the Lord, he with you, you with him, and God not know exactly what you need? That's why God grants us requests we have never asked for. Glory to God. God knows the things we have need of. And we have to trust him for that. I don't have to try to figure it out for myself. But God knows exactly the things that I have need of. In fact, Jesus taught his disciples that principle just before he taught them how to pray. Before he taught them the model prayer in Matthew 6, he prefaced this teaching with this. He said, your father, your heavenly father knows the things you have need of. So when you pray, you ought to be able to pray with the confidence. When you ask your request or petition God for anything, you ought to be able to do it with the confidence because your father already knows the things you have need of. We don't have to be like the Gentiles, Jesus said. After all these things, the Gentiles seek. But your Father in heaven knows that you have need of all these things. We don't have to worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. Our Father knows that we have need for all those things. But he says, just delight yourself in me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. I'll give you, I'll grant unto you those secret petitions. We don't want to live like Gentiles, like people who are strangers to the covenant, like people who are foreigners in the kingdom, like people who have no relationship with God. We are the children of God, and our Father knows the things we have need of. So don't go chasing after what you want and miss out on what you really need just because you want it. Glory to God. Now, let me say something else here. Sometimes... It's not an issue of wants versus needs. Sometimes it's the issue versus wants versus priorities. When Jesus told his disciples, don't go, after, don't go chasing things and seeking things like the Gentiles do. For your father knows that you have need of all these things. Then the very next verse, Matthew 6, he says, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
And all these things, what things? The things you need. All these things shall be added unto you. To seek God first is to make the things of God a priority. Needs are a priority. Wants are not a priority. That's why you want it. That's why you want it. It's not a priority. It's not needful and necessary. It's not essential, required for survival. No. But God knows exactly what we need, when we need it, and how we need it. Just because you want it. Beloved, oftentimes, you, you know, as James said in James 4, verse 2 and 3, he says, you have not. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask the mist to consume it upon your own lust, the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes, and the pride of life. So you ask and you receive not. Why? Because you just want it. You want it just because you wanted it. He says you ask the mist. What does it mean to ask a miss? We ask a miss when we ask with the wrong motivation. We wasn't asking because we were motivated to believe that we really need this. We asked because we wanted it to appeal to our lust in some way or another. James says your motivation is wrong. This is why you don't have it. You don't have it because you're going about it the wrong way. You're not going about it in a way to honor God, but you're going about it in a way for yourself to receive the honor. I could care less about what other people have. I just want what God has for me. You see? See, people want, every year, people think they got to get a new car. New, you know, every year, new cars come out, people think they got, and, and you know what? So, oftentimes, ain't nothing wrong with the, the car they have. They just want it. What you really want is a car payment. That's what you really want. See? But God has met my needs, and that's why I don't have a car payment. I haven't had a car payment to, to, since 2015. Don't want a car payment. I don't want to trust God to meet all of my needs. I want to trust God to give me the desires of my heart, those secret petitions that I haven't even vocalized. God is faithful in that way. Glory to God. Now in closing, you got to stop looking for what you want. And when you do that, you'll find what you need. Just stop chasing what you want. Don't go all over the world so to speak, looking for what you want just to come to the realization that what I need, it was always at home with me in my relationship with God. Huh? Don't disappoint yourself like that. Like, like I told you last week, because we don't understand what it means that God will give us the desires of our heart, we don't understand the difference between needs and wants. Needs, wants, and desires. We start wanting stuff, and when it doesn't come to pass, when it never happens, then we get disappointed. And disappointment leads to discouragement. Discouragement leads to disillusionment. 
And disillusionment leads to distress. And distress leads to stress. And then too much stress will make you sick. So don't get sick just because you want it. Just because you want something, don't get sick. Stop chasing what you want. And I believe you will get, you'll receive what you need. Father, thank you. Thank you for the promise that if we delight ourselves also in the Lord, you will give unto us the desires of our heart. Father, help us to focus on delighting. Help us to focus on delighting and not always seeking that which we desire. Something we, we're wishing for. Something we're desiring to possess. And oftentimes when we get those things, we're not possessing them, they're possessing us. Thank you for the promise that you will supply our need. Thank you for the promise, Father, that we can ask in faith and not ask amiss, consuming things upon all us just because we want it. Help us to want you, Father, more than things. Help us to want you more than the things of the world. To love the world and the things of the world is not the Father. He who loves the world, you said, does not love the Father. So deliver us from the lust that motivates us to consume this, that, or the other, to possess this, that, or the other. Deliver us from the lust, the lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life just because we want it. Thank you, Father God, for helping us not to confuse our wants with our needs, our needs with our wants. Because we know hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is like a tree of life. And we thank you. There's life in you. We're trusting you to give unto us the desires of our heart. We're trusting in you to supply all of our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you, beloved. There it is. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Stop chasing what you want and you'll receive what you need. Be encouraged. Be thankful. God is good all the time. And remember this. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We walk by faith, not by sight. But faith works by love. Let the love of God fill your heart. Faith works by love. You don't want your faith hindered or hampered. Faith is activated, energized by love. So walk in love and have faith in God. Let's 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.